Welcome to Don Teeny, episode number 134. On today's show, Simone makes a very big life change. Steffi merely changed desks at work, but it still had an effect on her. And mental health updates from all make for a potentially uplifting portion of the show. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong great, thank you. Um, before we go any further, I wanted to apologize for that horrible hiss that was on the last track um, last week. Did you know that there was an Onion article the other day that said podcaster apologizes for the sound quality on last I episode? Know. And I already, I already <laughs> saw it. I already. Well, here's the thing. I already had this on the document, and then Dustin posted this on Facebook today with ha 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 ha. Dustin uh, of Feral didn't Audio tag found you. It. He didn't. He didn't because he didn't know it was on my document, and he and he just put it ha 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 in all caps. You know, he's the he's the founder of Feral Audio, on which Dogtini resides. Anyway, and then I sheepishly commented, "Oh man, it's in my document to talk about on the next episode." And I felt so stupid, but because of all of that, I just had to, had to do it then, you know. So yeah, <laughs> so here I am, living an onion article. We're all onion articles. We are all are. I don't, I don't oh, think God. I've ever, like... 500 things. Like, everything that they post is something that I can relate to at least a little. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know. So anyway, well, yeah, I'm sorry about that. But yeah, the problem is my mixer is in this drawer that doesn't lock. And Quincy goes in and plays with the knobs. And uh, so sometimes uh, things get changed. And, and that is why the hiss was happening. So um, I will do sound checks in future. I'm very sorry. Um, but we should put a link to the Onion article just so you can laugh at my feeble apology. So <laughs> <laughs> feeble. Feeble. So aside from that, the big news in my life is that after 10 years at Alexander Henry Fabrics, I quit last week. Last week was my last day. Yay! So yeah, so it's pretty exciting. 10 years. 10 Holy years. Shit. 10 years. So, Jeez. um, yeah, so I quit my job because... Greg's been struggling to sort of do stuff with his career while looking after Quincy, so it just kind of made more sense for me to to stay home and deal with him more while Greg is freer to pursue his things, which are actually more lucrative than my job. So, um, yeah, so it's like, you know, we just sort of figured it out, and I think, you know, we can just pull it together and just switch the, the balance of of income over to Greg and uh, yeah so now I'm stay at home mum sort of but not really I don't want to take the credit for that because I don't think I have to deal with the full situation because Greg's still home a lot so mm. like we're alternating each day like he gets up one day I get up the other day and we're both doing sort of the chores and things and he's like okay so this afternoon uh, I'll take care of Quincy and you go practice magic so it's Aww. like it's like I'm really it's like taking care of Quincy and also 
uh, funneling time into my magic pursuits. So, yeah, that's my life now, and um, I don't think I'll have as much of an excuse for not um, getting these episodes edited quicker, so maybe I should never have said this. And we just, can record more. Uh, yeah, we can record more, but it's not the and recording that's ever the ourselves. problem. It's the editing that's the problem. That's true. That's so much work. And, okay, everyone, Simone does all the editing, which is uh, hours, right? Like, how long does it, it really takes, take you? like, two to three hours, depending on how much work needs to be done. If we have, like, dongling calls, it takes a little more work. And mm-hmm. it just depends. If there's, like, say there's, like, some sound issues and I'm trying to cut them out, that's a problem. If we had an interruption, I have to edit bits out, that takes longer. If it's all, if it was perfect all the way through and I'm just adding songs and stuff, it would be faster. But even then, even doing that, it still takes, like, two hours. So it's, like, two yeah. hours at least for a one-hour episode. So, yeah, but now I can, like, sort of chip... Because now I like doing housework and stuff. It's, like, normally, like... I come home, I'm supposed to kind of take over from Quincy because Greg's been dealing with him all day, but now we're both exhausted and it's just so hard to do anything else for me. But now I'm just like, yep, I've got time and I do a few dishes and I clean things up and tidy up. Just things that are normally just impossible for me to do because I'm so, you know, low energy and lazy, you know. So (laughs) it's only been a week and a bit, but I'm I'm feeling good about this. So... So yeah, and and I got this little whiteboard to like write down the things I want to do every day. And it's not an ambitious list every day. It's like, okay, do this, do this, do this. And then I have like a list on the side of things to like add to my my daily list each day, you know. But um, I'm just not trying to overwhelm myself with stuff. So Yeah, well when Judah was Quincy's age, I I, my to do list was sometimes things like take a shower. Yeah, yeah, I put that on (laughs) my to do list. Like that. Yeah. I'm gonna wash my hair, it definitely needs to go on there because you know washing the hair is an extra shower undertaking and my hair is really long now so um yeah i'm like oh yeah i gotta put shower with hair um, on the list <laughs> shower with hair <laughs> so yeah i love to wash my hair i wash the shit out of my hair because i like, I, I like you know how they say like oh let, let the natural oils it's good for your hair don't you know train your hair not to be washed every day like i tried that for a while and i looked homeless in between oh. it's just i don't i don't know what the deal is but i, right. I couldn't do it maybe i'm i'm too anal <laughs> i'm, a, I'm <laughs> an every two to three day hair washer and i think my hair holds up just fine used to my scalp used to really get itchy on the second day like clockwork but now it's kind of used oh, weird. to going to like three days i think especially when i do beehives with all the spray and the teasing and i'll once i oh, put yeah. all that effort in i'll go like i think the longest i've gone is like five days with a beehive in but my scalp is very itchy and stuff off by the by the end of that so um, it's better for your hair to be dirty right when you're doing an updo yeah, like that yes. well that's the just... thing if i keep the beehive for five days i've already let it be dirty at least one day to, to tease it one day i tried to do it with clean hair and it was like impossible it's slippery uh, yeah yeah it won't hold the tease at all so i had to like spray the shit out of it and let it sit for a little while and dirty it up and then i could um I was able to tease it, but yeah. Well, you so, kind of have the hair of an Asian baby, you know? Like, it, yeah, <laughs> it looks I do. like really like smooth. It is. So. It is. I was a finalist in the Pantene Quest for Healthy Looking Hair Contest. So, are you serious? Yes, in Australia, I was. My hair was That's even awesome. extra silkier back then. <laughs> yeah, as I, I say it wistfully. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's my life right now, and. Um, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping I can get put more time into the magic. Um, 
Yeah, we did a show. We did a mini show in Palm Springs a few weeks ago, and that was super fun. It was a, a my, my magic partner Elizabeth's friend was having a birthday party, and um, and I went to it, and um, we uh, and yeah, we were supposed to do magic, so we did like a probably 15, 20 minute show for everybody, and it went really well. So um, it wasn't like a full the show we want to do is more art tricks that aren't what we actually want to do, but it was good practice to do a show for an audience of like 20 people. So. Yeah, things yeah. are starting to get rolling, so I'm pretty excited. Wow. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also like hearing the, the phrase, the term magic partner. Like, yes. It sounds like she's a, she's a, that, you guys are each other's magical partners. So. I know, I know. I know, I keep, I kind of, I, I'm glad you like it. I kind of feel weird saying it, but I can't think of any so, better I love way it. to it's describe so cute. it. Well, because, yeah. you know, normally you have like a bandmate or a, um, I don't know. What would you call if someone was like a in like a singing a vocal trio or something? Would they say they're bandmate or would they yeah, say my singing Yeah, partner? what do they say? What would they say? Bandmate. My my bass player, my guitarist, my drummer. Like yeah. there's no way to say that as other than your magic partner. Yeah, yeah. I can't think <laughs> my of a lovely way. assistant. My lovely assistant. Or they marginal, you know, kind of reduce you to your looks and an adjective. Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> So yeah, no. It's just like because I think I think yeah, sounds, the reason I don't like partner is because it sounds sounds like your either, domestic partner, like a domestic partner or a business partner, and it's like I don't feel like either of them describe our partnership mm. at all. So, <laughs> um, we gotta think of a new word for it. There's I know, be a I know. Word. I think I'll put that. I'm gonna be hitting thesaurus.com as soon as we're done recording. Um, <laughs> I love thesaurus.com. I, I was so just happy. on there today looking for something like really embarrassing. I I, I honestly can't remember, but it was one of those. Where I'm like, oh, I hope this isn't in my permanent history. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so another thing that I, uh, I can't remember if I even talked about doing it, but now it's actually out. But so Elizabeth and I made a video for BuzzFeed um, that uh, it was like nine things female magicians are tired of hearing, and it had like 1.2 million views on it. Nice. So, yeah, so that was pretty cool, and we had sort of our, our, our retro tiki look going. Um, and did some magic. It wasn't like the magic we would, again, what we would normally do, but we needed like quick 15 second effects. So um, that's what we quickly pulled together for yeah. this video. And I'm really happy with how it came out. Like I was nervous about it. I loved but, it. I oh, loved it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It looks really good. Thank you. I'll put a link on the, um, on the, on the page, but, and when I put up the link, the, the YouTube link will have like three views or something, but that's because it was like in a Facebook uh, feed of BuzzFeed and then uh, I saved it from that and uploaded it to YouTube so other people could see it. So the video yeah. on Facebook had 1.2 million views, I promise. But <laughs> but the one the one on the link I sent you will have like hardly anything. <laughs> but nice. yeah. But um but oh they were so mean in the comments, but I was surprised at how unaffected I was by it. So um just people like oh like you know this is something I relate to said nobody ever and you're running out mm. of ideas BuzzFeed and all this stuff and it bumped us out a little bit but we're like these people are just fucking idiots with just they like, are yeah so we got we kind of bummed it then like a day later I was looking at it again and then I saw all the shares and it was like it had way more people sharing it than people giving shitty comments which was only like you know, well, there were like 70 or 90 comments on the video, but then like, you know, a bunch of those were still positive ones. So, uh -huh. um, yeah, so it was fine. And like 900 people or something shared it. So I felt good about it in the end. So, I mean, I felt good about it anyway, but I didn't feel bad about the idiot comment. Good. So, no. Yeah. yeah. Those people, it's so tough to get that stuff. Yeah. It, it, even if you know that they're, 
you know, everyone goes to like, oh, they're they're 30 and living in their mom's basement. But you kind of like, you want to you want to reduce them to that. But then and also, that who are they that are yeah. saying that? Like who who would actually leave a comment like that? Yeah, that that you would let yourself be affected by. You know, like you yeah, kinda, that when much. you break this, it this, down, this completely harmless, innocuous thing that is not, in no way offensive to you. It just doesn't relate to you. Like people actually bother to comment. Yeah. I can't relate to this. I don't. I don't know what. To, like, so like, yeah. Well, yeah. Why, you, you took enough time to say you didn't. You couldn't relate to it. So yeah. what kind of time do you have on your hands i, I know, know. <laughs> i know it's really it's really tragic when you break it down that way so but yeah but at first when it was first kind of annoying me i thought of asking people to like defend me on there i was like no fuck it i'm not gonna ask people to defend me that's ridiculous <laughs> so yeah i just like <laughs> but that's uh, the impulse you know like yeah I yeah yeah i was like i don't defense. need i don't give a fuck what these people say i don't need to ask people to defend me so i was like that would be even more embarrassing than anything these people have said so i didn't do that but yeah so yeah but um yeah so i'll i'll link to that and i'm proud of that and um yeah so that's what's going on with me what's going on with you oh god i don't know i got i got really low the other day with just being unmedicated because it's starting to get dark early it's october which is my favorite month but they're doing weird stuff at work where they just they um, cleared us out of the floor we're on and moved us upstairs because they're putting in new cubicles, which are smaller oh. per Univer- University of Washington standards. So anyway, they moved us back in today. And like the combination of like being in a new space, not being medicated, it getting dark earlier, yeah. and and the fact that they put me in... What I'm calling the detention cubicle because as I've worked there for 16 years, I should get a window. I was told I was going to get a window, right. but because I'm on the internet all the time, <gasps> they have me right outside the boss's office where oh. they can watch me, oh, and I no. feel like I'm in timeout. But this is what I'm, you know. I, I never let on that I was on a sinking ship. Like, I keep thinking the Smashing Pumpkins lyric. Like, I'm not letting on because right. then you'll win. So yeah. they're like, they're like, what do you think of your new space? And I'm like, oh, it's great. I always got cold by the window anyway, which is totally true. Like, I, yeah. I wore, like, one glove with cutout fingers, and they called it my Michael Jackson glove when I sat by the window <laughs> before. Like, I mean, that's true. But, like, come on, bitches. So anyway, I'm just acting like I love it, and I'm not going to get caught on the internet. I'm getting very stealth about that. And I get all my fucking work done. So... They shouldn't have a problem with me internetting is is the thing. Yeah. And they can't they so they can't actually have get on to me for it. They can't d- directly come out and say stop being on the internet because I'm getting all my work done. So yeah, yeah. What are we going to do though? We're going to put Stephanie right right in the timeout queue. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I got like I got really sad. It like hit me really hard over the weekend. And um I also was in a conversation with um I was in a group with some people who I feel very safe with, but this this guy there, a white guy, said, mm-hmm. said straight white men experience pain that no one else will ever know about. And I was like, can you say more what you mean? But like, I kind of looked around. I was like, did anyone else catch this? And uh-huh. I was like, what did you mean by that? Like, it, it just f- felt so tone deaf, you know, like, yeah, like, OK, of course, like. You know, Bill Gates has a horrible time trying to figure out how to spend his money. You know, that he has like lots of taxes and, and accountants, but like that's not something you fucking complain about. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that there are there's pain that, that straight white men have, but please don't say that in, a, in, in in front of a bunch of women and gay people and people of color. You know, right, like, right, like right. it just. 
So, and maybe it's because I read the cases I do all day in the hospital that I'm more sensitive to, yeah. to the abuses of, of straight white men out there. But I was just like, oh my God. You know, Did he he's explain like, he's what like, these what this he, what this pain he, was? Yes, his response was to get very defensive, and he said, "It." He said the privilege is a big burden, right. and I just kind of sat there with my mouth open for a while. And when there was a break, I got up and I, I went out into the car and just like cried there, like, and, I, and that was part of my depression talking. And it was also, right. you know, just being overwhelmed, like shit. Like I, I just like I don't know how to go about. I mean, I feel this way, and obviously this is bringing up something for me, um, and I'm glad I can feel it, yeah. um, but I, I need to find a new way to be in the depression, so I've been watching TED Talks about depression, where right. they, um, one I really liked was a, a Harvard psychologist guy talking about if you can, when you feel the, the, the sadness come on, if you can find a new way to interact with the sadness rather than trying to just not feel it, yeah. sometimes like things will open up to you in there. So that's something I've been thinking about a little bit. And I think I'm rolling with it okay. Yeah. I'm, How long have you I, been I've, like this? Um, I, just since it's gotten darker, I've gotten sadder. So right, I'm, right. I'm able to kind of be aware of that. And yeah. I'm also. I think I can also feel happier too that yeah. I'm not medicated, yeah, as well yeah. as feeling sadder. <laughs> so yeah. everything's like the capacity for everything is bigger. Yeah, but. the darkness is weird because it's been so hot here. I mean, it's still like. You How know, hot is it? Oh, it was like ninety something like last week. It was shit like high eighties this week. You know, I, I would be surprised if it's another ninety day before this ends. But it's finally starting to be kind of cooler. I mean, we had the air conditioner on like yesterday. You know, um, so. Um, I'm so like, but but it is getting darker, and so even though I've been like looking forward to this for so long because it's been so unbearably hot, and we only have air conditioning in one room, and now like as it gets darker, like it's like I'm glad and I feel that I feel that heaviness of the darkness, you know, yeah. the, 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 as the as the days get shorter. So yeah, I totally know what you mean. Like you think you want this when you've had a, a, a difficult summer, and then yeah, it's like oh. Like it's just this. It's like it's like the. I feel the ghost of depression on my shoulder, yeah. just kind of waiting, waiting, and like if I don't take care, it'll, it'll, it'll it can consume me. So yeah. it's. I don't, I'm not feeling depressed, but I feel like. Um, like it, 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 you know, it's it's lurking, yeah, lurking, it's lurking. Weird. That's the yeah. word. I yeah. love that word too. It's a great word. I used the word sinister the other day, and um, that's and my another great word. Like, oh, I need to use the word sinister more often. It's like yeah, I do. <laughs> Um, back on the subject of that guy and what he said, I was sort of thinking about it yeah. while, while, you, while you talked about it. And it, do, it does sound obnoxious, but I mean, uh, and, and that's right, I, I always assign this quote to somebody I don't like, and somebody told me, oh, she just got it from someone else. So I'm not even going to credit to her, I'm just going to say this quote of, <laughs> you know, they might, be, they might be first world problems, but they're my problems. And I sort of was, it makes me think that to us, to women who have to deal with what women have to deal with, it's like, oh my God, can he hear himself? But but his pain is his pain for whatever reason it is that he would feel uh, uh, demonized for things that other white males do. I don't know anything about this guy. Maybe he is a fucking date rapist dick. I don't know. But just on the surface, when guys no, he's feel... Not. He's not. Yeah. So when, 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 when just a, a nice guy feels like... 
people have demonized him because of his his privilege and like and, and also with the privilege comes like well you've got privilege you should achieve a certain amount and then they don't you know what I mean like I can totally see why there is a burden and pain that comes with that even though ultimately they have more than you and all, everything everything we're reading on the internet talking about on Jezebel articles and all this stuff we're talking about privilege and pain and all this stuff it's all it's all again like a first world problems compared to what other people in the world are, are dealing with do you know what I mean that we even have the time and ability to squabble over these details do you know what I mean like it's all yeah land. because well that's kind of the point is that I I read on average 43 rape cases a day in the ER right. the committed these are crimes I, I read lots of violent details committed by straight white men against yeah. women and children and refugees and so that's my context and his context is like knowing nothing of that it just I think it highlighted the dichotomy it's like you know what those those he doesn't have to care. He doesn't. He just doesn't have to. Right. You know, the privilege is all on his. So him and and like I can't fault him for that. I honestly can't. Like he was born into this. So yeah. I think I was like I was just grieving the fact that 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 it's just like this. You know, like who's yeah. going to cry for these people with lesser pain who would love to have the problems that the straight white guy does. You know. Like, yeah, yeah. Sure, he's got pain. But it's not. But it's not I, a competition of pain. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like. I know. So then, why did he fucking say that? It's, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Me. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 and I'm going to have imagine. to talk to him about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't imagine express. It's like how, you know, if if you're carrying an extra 10 pounds, you don't say, oh, my God, I'm so fat. I know. In front, in front of, of someone who's, someone like who's morbidly yeah. obese. Yeah. It's just like you don't yeah. say it. And I've seen people do it. And I'm like, you know, she's trying to lose a lot of weight. Why are you calling yourself fat? And I've become very mindful yeah. of not saying things like that. So it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, you can have your pain and you can look in the mirror and say, God, I, I look gross or whatever you feel like but you need to like you know check yeah. where that falls into amongst everyone else so I'm, I'm not I'm not I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't advocate him him saying that I'm just saying I, he could have pain from whatever he's feeling in that well he does I think that's that's legitimate the, whatever yeah, of course pain it he, is he, he feels from it I just think he's it's pretty yeah. stupid to, to express it in that in that um, yeah, I, it honestly shocked me it, it was like and I'm still shocked by it and I'm yeah. <laughs> have to talk to him about it I guess just say yeah. that's this is why I had to leave and yeah this is my context so anyway yeah. Um, but you know like like how do you bring that up because I mean without discounting his pain so I mean I think the having to hold all this tension is just so exhausting yeah yeah you know like, like having to having to think about all the different viewpoints and yeah. oh my gosh all these different people deal with so much can I just lie down and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> can I get back on my meds for a minute yeah so uh, yeah. and how are you feeling like, do you feel like you'll go go back on your meds or do you want to like stick it out for a no. while more like what, what, I, what's no. your plan for the future I think that I think that I'm going to find a way to, to live this way I think I'm fine I, right. I like that I can be happier and I actually like that I can be sadder because if I listen to what's underneath the sadness then I mean I think that I can I can learn something yeah so, yeah um, yeah I don't know and people with sadness are more interesting and nicer anyway, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad for what my sadness has, has brought me in my life and brought to my personality. So, yeah. It's just part of it, but I'm, I'm yeah. glad for that. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> um, so, on the subject of... And here's, I posted this thing on Facebook um, like a week and a half, what, was it two weeks ago? Um, yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. But, um, and it was, um, 
and I felt I've actually well, just what we're talking about I felt like I have I, I felt like I was in a position of privilege to be able to try and work out my shit you know in a, in a public forum mm-hmm. but um, mm. but I was like you know everyone on here is, has the luxury of being on Facebook and sure. you know putting in their fucking peanut gallery comments about whatever so I, I felt like the forum was was okay like do you know what I mean like this is this is just what it's for so but I still yeah. I still realized I probably have you know benefits other people don't have you know but I I still I still I thought I'm just trying to work out my shit so I posted this thing it was after that that Palm Springs weekend and I was feeling very I was feeling insecure going into it like I don't know anybody I knew like a couple other people but and Elizabeth but I didn't really know anybody and it's like that's a terrifying situation for me going into a place with like 20 women and just feeling feeling totally you know alienated and shy but you know and for like the first maybe five minutes I felt I could feel myself kind of following Elizabeth everywhere I'm like you need to stop that you know Mm. so I just purposely sort of sat down near someone I kind of knew and introduced myself to some new people and everyone was totally sweet and nice so yeah so before long I was not you know I was just you know talking to people on my own and yeah and I totally totally relaxed and I could tell people sort of responded to me well and um and then on the drive home like Elizabeth and I were just talking about that and how terrified I feel and you know Mm. and then I said you know I just assume everyone thinks I'm lame which I've told her before and she's like I don't know why you think that she's like then she found me kind of intimidating when she first met me because she knew who Greg was and you know I'm Mm -hmm. older and I think she just was kind of intimidated by me and I was like really Mm -hmm. like it actually shocked me to think anyone could be intimidated by me because I just see Mm -hmm. myself as such a feeble character in any landscape of people so um that's like how I feel you know so this was kind of like Mm -hmm. a wow like someone could see me that way never never occurred to me you know and mm-hmm. um so that got me thinking and and yeah it wasn't coming from a place of sadness or depression but I was like god if people see me that way like I and I just take it all the opposite way that people think I'm just pathetic in a corner with you know not smart or interesting or funny <laughs> you know like that, that's sort of how I feel that anyone I, I tried to yeah, talk to anyone I don't see you that way but I understand definitely understand feeling that way so. yeah yeah and I don't think I'm any of those things and so I, I opened this p- Facebook post saying I actually like myself a lot I think I'm smart funny easy on the eye you know um, all the things I I, I I like a lot of stuff about myself I have great taste all this cool stuff you know but the problem is that in a new situation I don't feel like anybody can tell that you know and it's sort of like a tree falling in the woods if no one's there to hear it kind of thing you know so I'm like if people don't perceive these things then it's like it's not even true about me you know so anyway so I kind of posted and saying like and then my friend told me I was she was intimidated by me people got kind of like oh your friend's not a good friend I'm like no 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 we were having a conversation about this she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't trying to make me feel bad <laughs> your friend's not a good friend <laughs> I didn't even I didn't I didn't I didn't think, realize it would come across that way but anyway and um, yeah and I just asked people to kind of talk about their perceptions of me and I knew it was like really hard to do because you know people hate people posting like oh God, nobody likes me. I'm like, he's like, oh, I wish. No, you know, like, your post clearly wasn't that though. Like, thank you. you. I'm glad. I'm glad you saw it. That yeah. Way. I, I think no, I, fl- no, no. I flat out said I like me. I'm awesome. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but you know, because there's you know, there's people where people post something cryptic and then all the friends are like, oh no no, you're so great. I love you. And they're like just this flood of that. It's like that was. I definitely didn't want it to come across that way. And I knew some people would see it and roll their eyes and not get where I was coming from. But I thought I need to do this for me anyway, despite what people might think. So. 
I got a lot of positive mm. feedback, just people saying how friendly and interesting and inviting I am and that they would never see me that way and a lot of people shocked that I would think of myself that way and yeah and it really and then after I after that happened I posted that on a Friday and then on the Saturday I went to Festival Supreme uh, and mm-hmm. I because Greg was playing and I had such a I went into it with this if I meet anyone I was like looking them in the eye smiling like hi like maybe we want to get to know each other like I, I felt myself putting myself on totally even footing with anybody I, I met you know so and I could feel the difference in my in my introduction you know that I was ready to to, to just you know not like I'm expecting they'll think I'm the greatest person who ever lived or I would even think that about them but just that you know let's find out about each other and let's chat and go wherever this is going to go rather than me feeling sheepish and you know nervous and I've totally mm-hmm. felt the difference and then the day after we went to our friend's wedding and you know it's still like a lot of people that knew each other there and a lot of people I didn't know and actually some people I didn't like in the comedy world <laughs> so <laughs> like Aziz Ansari he was there and I hate him oh really yeah yeah but um and also Michael Ian Black I hate him too Oh, but, you hate uh, him, really? <laughs> I hate him ever since I love the 80s. That's my whole basis of hatred for him. Because he was such a... He's just got that... Uh, I'm so cool oh, for this. I love yeah. him for, because of the state and McSweeney. I know. People, uh, people, people say that. It's that it's that fucking smug attitude that... Uh, yeah. Rainbow, Ra- Rainbow Bright was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Rainbow Bright. Like, like that's that, that was the day I cracked. The day he was talking about Rainbow Bright. I love the 80s. I was like, he doesn't give a fuck about Rainbow Bright. I hate this smarmy fucking fake Rainbow Bright that's sarcastic, but just I, and too cool. Like, it annoyed the shit out of me. I cannot stand it. Anyway, so so he was there and Aziz Ansari was there. But otherwise, like, you know, it's just cool. Like, anyone I did introduce or talk to or people that I always think, oh, they just t- think, oh, she's just Greg's wife. I was like, no, I'm I'm worth knowing yeah, on my own right. Yeah, that would be very difficult. Yeah, that would be yeah. the worst. And that's what all these people, like comedy people, so I felt like, oh, so they're going to just see me as Greg's wife. I'm like, but I'm more than that. I don't need to feel like that, even if they start out only knowing me that way. So I kind of was like, hi, and I just kind of, you know, involved myself in the conversations as as I would you know with anybody so I could really feel the difference and so then on the Monday after that I just posted that I felt like I got more out of that than than I ever got out of therapy in terms of trying to turn that around in just like one post you know what I mean so mm-hmm. yeah so that was awesome. really really great because in therapy it's like it's all this self-talk but it's not backed up by anything and you, you question mm. it you're like is this just my brain telling me that nobody feels this way about me you know what I mean and I, I, mm-hmm. I it's just the way I think I can't I don't deal with just this made up self-talk in my mind you know so right. um, yeah so I uh, but actually hearing it from people it, it actually made me able to make that switch and I know it takes work and you know I could slip back into it but I need to save all of that because I think it'll be good to reflect upon if I slip back again but yeah, so it was, it was really hard. I had to like, you know, put myself out there, and, and but I did it, and I'm really, really glad that I did. And I, I feel like I can be a more confident person and be the show the person who I actually am and who I feel like. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. So yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, even I still feel a little embarrassed about the post of people thinking Aww. who would think it was well, lame because you got but, very vulnerable though. Yeah, I mean that's it was very that's vulnerable. very risky to yeah. to do something like that. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I, the benefits will outweigh any negative response that anyone might have thought. Oh, Nobody said good. anything negative, but yeah. So, good. Yeah. But. But, but like, you know, we always wonder, what are they saying about me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is part of the problem yeah. <laughs> that prompted you to say, I'm going to address this and see what they have to say. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah that was a, a, a huge step for me, and I'm glad I, I shared it. But, oh, and speaking of therapy and all that stuff, you know, you've probably heard this too about affirmations, and you read them saying, tell yourself, I am powerful, I am a strong woman, and all that kind of shit you know that kind of affirmation stuff <laughs> yeah I think yeah. we've talked about it before and how we can't do it and it's really gross right so um, mm-hmm. I was at my friend's house and and we were talking about that and she's like go on I want you to stand in the in front of the mirror and do it and I'm like what and so I stood in the front of the mirror I was like I am powerful I am amazing but I was like totally mocking I'm like this is so stupid I how hate it? this yeah. it was awful it, it, was the, it was the worst <laughs> and, she, and she's like well you don't have to say that you can say real things you think about yourself and I was like Oh, okay. I was fucking, yep, 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 yep. I was like, yeah, you got great cheekbones. I think you're really funny and you've got great taste. And I was just like on and on about how great I think I am. And and then there was a small part of me that was sort of like, oh, should I feel self-conscious that I'm just yapping about myself? And it made me realize like, because she was in the room while I'm saying all this. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, and that's part of it too. Like we have such a thing of not allowing, even being allowed to like ourselves too much. You know what I mean? And like, that's why I was yeah. like, oh, I'm sitting here saying how great I am. I was like, and, and this is the other thing I liked about it too. The reason I could say that is because when you say things like I am powerful and I am this and I am that, it's not actually talking about you. I was talking specifically about things I like about myself and I wasn't comparing myself to anybody else. I was just taking myself at my own value. And and that's why I was able to say nice things about myself. And I'm not saying it's easy for everybody, but I, I'm just glad that I'm in a place where I could say that and I can talk about it. Say it in front of a friend and I can talk about it on my podcast and not be embarrassed that I like my, I think I've got a good sense of humor and that I'm smart and that I have great cheekbones and I've got a great waist even if I don't like beneath it so much. And the waist down, not so much. But everything above that, I'm like pretty okay with. So. But I didn't say the bad things even when I was talking in the mirror. I was just saying good things. But I actually could look my, myself in the eye. It was such a weird exercise. But I was like, I was surprised I could do it. So, hmm. yeah. But I just liked that being specific made the difference. And saying yeah. just random stuff. Because I've never been able to do that. I was just like, I was no. like, I like write about it if you like journaling or something. Like, this is so dumb. I just can't do it. So, But this didn't feel dumb. So, hmm. yeah. I would recommend trying it. You know, if you do like some things about yourself, say it to yourself. And maybe you won't feel bad. Maybe you, There's nothing wrong with liking yourself why why does it feel yeah why is, what is it about culture that we're not supposed to like ourselves i know, I know. yeah and it, i mean it's more common for women for females yeah. to like themselves less as well so totally and, and so i think i've been kind of aware of it just since i've had lolly is like i don't do any negative self-talk in front of her because right. my mom my mom wasn't good about that like she would she would criticize herself and you know her all that was very apparent to me like I, my earliest memories are of her her own shame that she carried you know so right. i'm like i i want <laughs> lolly would pick up on it anyway but i'm you know i i think that it's been I, I look at how I, I would talk to her like I would never say things to her that I say to myself yeah so that's just something I always kind of think about is like why can't I be as nice to myself as I can to my kids and yeah um yeah so that's just something interesting how there's there seems to be a roadblock for everyone yeah, <laughs> to yeah. most people to be able to just say something you would never talk to a friend the way you talk to yourself you know no so no why do we do that no 
It's yeah. It's so, and it's not even just that you you would talk to yourself like that. You, it's it's beyond even not saying the negative things. It's hard to say the positive things. Like you're not something about it is you're not supposed to like yourself too much. Oh, she's full of herself. Do you know what I mean? Like anyone confident gets accused of. Confident women get accused of being full of themselves. You know. Yeah, they do. And conceited, yep. and and it's just. Com- and my mom always got that. People always said my mom was conceited, and she's not. What? She's. Oh yeah, my mom's always. Was got she just confident and funky though? Yeah, my mom. Like, yeah. That's the vibe I've got. I haven't met her, but I've talked to her on the phone, and the vibe has always been that she's spunky. Yeah, she's spunky and confident. Like she's got a head held high. She likes to dress well, and you know she likes to feel great. And she's like, and I feel good. Like you know, like she just she's not putting mm-hmm. anything. She's not like I look better than everybody else. I'm. She's never. Sure. It's never. I'm better than everyone else. It's all like she feels good about herself. That's what it is. And, and people, the Sri Lankan people are very extra gossipy. So that's part of it. But um, <laughs> but yeah. But people tell her she looks conceited. You know that, that she is mm. conceited. You know they've said it to her. How did she deal with that? She's How just like she's just sort her? of is frustrated. Like people think I'm conceited, yeah. but I'm not. I'm just. You know, and I know she's not, you know. She's yeah. so funny, though, because if you compliment her, like, on something... Oh, that's, I think I've talked about this before, but you're like, oh, I really, really, you're, you, that's a really great top. She's like, I know. Like, she doesn't just that's say so thank cute. you. She says, I yeah. know. And it's like, of course she knows. <laughs> she bought it. She likes it. You know? <laughs> I know, right? I'm yeah. so glad you like it with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I love so that cute. she says like, it. We should tease her about it. We still tease her about it. We're like, uh, how about thank you? But, um, <laughs> but it's just sort of a joke with us. But I love that she says that. Oh, yeah. that's that's truly adorable yeah. and aspirational, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go, mum. Go, mum. Speaking of mum, like I'm Quincy's still calling me mama, but I, and oh. sometimes he says mum, but um, I really don't want mom to 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 take over, and I don't think it yeah. will because Greg still will say mum. But, um, but he started saying things in an American accent, like in the last week or so. Like, you know, it's usually just baby talk is kind of accentless, you know. But yeah. then, like, now he just, he used to go, pants, pants, you know. Not quite British, but just pants, you know. And now he's started going, pants, pants. Oh, the vowels pants. were coming and I was like, out. <gasps> he's saying pants. So, yeah, it's kind of, he's got one other word that he says, quite American. So... That must be so them. interesting to, yeah. to raise uh, raise your children on a different continent than where you grew up, and the accent, you know, like that's so interesting. That must be so weird. Yeah, yeah, definitely the way. pants really got to me. Not in a bad way. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the pull quote for the episode? Yes, definitely the pants, pants really got, got to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could you could take that. Does he say trousers? Did you grow up saying trousers at all for long pants? Um, or because isn't that British? Don't they? Yeah, isn't underwear I can't pants. Yeah, pants. We say would say pants for for undies. Yeah. Or, or yeah. like, don't they say like that situation was really pants for like it was crap or something? I've heard oh, that no, before. No, no, no. If it's but... British and we didn't say that, we didn't say things with pants. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, no, we did call our undies pants. It's like I can't find my pants. Where are my pants? And we always meant our undies. So yeah, I forgot about that till you said it. So yeah, so we must have said trousers um, because we said pants. So, <laughs> but now I'm all undies and undies. And pants. We must have said trousers because we said pants. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the deduction in place there. <laughs> oh, and another one is the purse. process of elimination. <laughs> yes, yes. 
<laughs> well, the other one is purse that I've converted to because purse is the wallet, the little thing with your coins and your oh, cards. Oh, yeah? yeah. we say purse and handbag. Yeah, like coin purse, right? Yeah, and purse handbag. And, okay. Yeah, so, so anything with your bills, huh. your credit cards and your ID and your the whole thing is a, is a purse and it goes in your handbag so yeah so I think I was calling both things a purse here my bag and my, <laughs> I yeah. think I still say bag but um, I'll call it bag and purse and um, I don't know I think I, I think I go, I'm all over the map with that so yeah it's tough how though. could you not be though I mean with all the terms and, yeah. and different vowel sounds <laughs> like it's gotta be exhausting to keep yeah. up I know, and I used to be very apologetic about it, and now I'm not. Oh. Like, you know what? I've lived in two places. I don't have to, I don't, nothing, no one thing is correct. You know, I used to be all diligent, like, oh, everything's got to be the Australian British way, but I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Well, are you aware of how, how charmed Americans are by your Australian accent? Like, That's another like, thing, that... too, that, that, that came up is like, my accent is such a winner, you know, uh, when I meet people. And I never think of that, you know, that I sound interesting right out, right out the gate because I have an interesting accent. So, you know, I got I to gotta bask in that, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a major, major plus right there, right off the bat. Yeah. Now, the Beaver Trilogy. <laughs> what is this? This is a documentary that I cannot believe no one told me about. And no one told me about it, actually. I saw it at Don's house. Don, my friend Don owns it, listener Don. And I just, of course, the name, Beaver Trilogy. I'm yeah. like, what is this? She's like, oh, Stephanie, I'm, you know, you need to take that home. And so I'll just read the back. I think, I think it was 19. You need to take that home. Spend some time with that. Now the bitch is asking for it back. But anyway, this is what it says on the back. This, I think 81 was when this was shot. Um, the Beaver Trilogy is a series of three pieces about the same subject, a young man from a town called Beaver who is obsessed with Olivia Newton-John. The first piece the first piece is a documentary. The second piece is a drama shot on a home video camera. It is based on the documentary, and it shaw, stars Sean Penn. The third is yet another drama. This time, Crispin Glover takes on the role. Oh, I've heard of this. Have you heard of this? I've heard of this. It probably rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. Greg was talking about it is... the last two or three months. Yeah, go on. Who? Greg was? Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what? It's Kismet. That's so weird. That, yeah. Because, um, yeah. So the first, it opens up, and it's in Utah in 1981, and this news team has just gotten a color camera for, for them, you know, to shoot news with, and they're testing out the camera, and they happen to see a guy taking pictures of their news helicopter and they're like okay we just want to test out this camera here's a mic can you um we just want to get you talking on film he's like let me do some impressions for you and so he does like he's like <laughs> i won't try to do them but he does these impersonations he's like i'm a ham i just love this so much and he's like he's like i'm on tv guys i can't believe it you know he's like really likable yeah. and then he, he's like you know who else i'm really obsessed with though is olivia newton john now now i'm a man but i just love i would love to be olivia newton john and then then <laughs> So then you see the camera crew following him to the town mortuary because that's the only makeup artist in town that can that can make him up to look like Olivia Newton-John. And so he gets in full drag and then sings these songs at this, this talent show. And it's amazing. Like it's the best thing ever. So 
And so then, anyway, the remakes are of, of a 1981 Sean Penn, very young, yes. you know, doing this. And then later, Crispin Glover, I think that his was in about 85, which yeah, makes me yeah. think that he was using his Back to the Future money to, to do whatever he wanted to do. You know? Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, I highly recommend it. The, yes. the original documentary part is still my very favorite. But um, yeah, this is something you definitely need to see. And if yeah. this wasn't Dawn's, I would put it in the mail to you tomorrow. Right, right. I'm sure we can find it. Greg was like, yeah, he... I, I, I forget how he ended up finding out about it or bringing it up to me, but yeah, he was explaining it. What a strange thing it was that, you know, Sean Penn had done it and then Crispin Glover had done it like so long ago. So yeah, yeah, we, he definitely wanted to, to get it. So now you've extra sold it. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's life is going to be richer because of it. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> that is not an overstatement. So, I have some dongs in the news. Ooh. I feel bad because I just dug these up just before the episode. Because Don't feel bad. Never well, feel bad about dongs in the news. No, Simone. what I feel bad is because people are always flapping dongs at us, dongs in the news at us, and, and, and then I like, oh, that's so great, and then I don't put it in the document right away, and then I don't remember if it was emailed <laughs> to don't me, <laughs> I don't remember if it was messaged to me, put on my wall, I don't know where to find these dongs anymore. So, you know, they're all just shriveled up and hiding like scared turtles. So... <laughs> Like they've just been in the pool, um, so I don't know where to find the dongs. Casket. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know where to find the dongs. So I feel bad digging up new dongs when I have old dongs. I do want to mention um, <laughs> <laughs> digging up old dongs. <laughs> and I have perfectly good new dongs right here. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, what did I want to mention? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So. Was it you or listener Jonathan posted that thing about Picasso, the guy that paints with his dong? But I, I feel like we talked about Picasso yeah. like within the first like ten episodes. Did. Like I feel like in the first ten episodes of the podcast, we talked about Picasso. But yeah. Well, and I feel like there's got to be more than one Picasso too. Well, they, like, this guy, they the, both called themselves Picasso. Just statistically speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's more people. There's doing a lot of it. wieners out there. There are a lot of wieners out there and a lot of paint. So, um, <laughs> and I'm sure he's not the first person to combine the two. So, um, yeah. But anyway, so Picasso is back in the news. But I think Dongtini covered this a long time ago, so I didn't feel the need to talk about that but um so anyway here is a, a dong from the animal kingdom um <laughs> relief relief for willie the elephant's painful penis problem oh oh no oh no willie, indeed willie, willie is his name willie is his name yeah okay <laughs> um Harare. I don't know where that is. Oh, Zimbabwe. Uh, wildlife vets in Zimbabwe's Kariba Resort had to treat an elephant with, la- with a large and very personal problem, a swollen penis. Willie, <laughs> as con- con- conservationists in the, re- in the resort town have affectionately named him, was spotted with a massive swelling in his genital area around a week before vets were able to dart him. It was very noticeable, noticeable when we first saw him, uh, uh, said uh, the, whatever, the welfare trust woman said in a telephone interview on Tuesday elephants testicles are invisible because they are located under two inches of skin within their bodies but this elephant looked like he had a scrotum because he was so swollen I have never seen this before (laughs) so let's see um, any more 
information on how, his... How, did they say how they could tell he was in pain? Um, I think it was, was just presumed he, kind of he was in pain. Um, let's see. Uh, I, uh, they say elephants talk to each other. Uh, I honestly believe elephants talk to each other. It was as if he'd been told, go there and, and there are people who will help you. Also, he was complicit wow. in, in, in his... Because you know how it is, my whole Birdsworth medication story, as we yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, fucking nightmare. So this cat doesn't <laughs> obviously know when someone's trying to help him and his worms and his fucking fleas. Fuck. This <laughs> elephant, though, is much smarter. Um... Once he was darted, uh, Willie was found to be suffering from a leakage of fluid in the tissues around his penis, possibly due to a viral infection. He was treated with antibiotics and anti-inflammatory drugs. There are some fears his heart may have been affected. Oh, no! Willie! Yeah, so, um, touchingly, four or five elephants uh, hung around the area while Willie was under anesthetic. They were watching to keep an eye on him! Oh, Oh, God! Oh, my God! so sweet! As soon as he woke up, Willie charged off towards the waiting group. One of them broke rank and came towards him as if he was saying, Well, are you okay? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do they have video footage of this? Um, They have video footage of the procedure, but there's no link to it here. I think I would cry if I saw the little elephant break rank. I know. Willie, are you okay? Um, So the other dongs in the news are... Uh, this, which is personally of great interest to me, and I know will be to many listeners, internet replaces wand in Harry Potter books with penis. Hilarious ah. results are not kid-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't need to read all the lead into that. Let's just get to, to some of the excerpts. So, um, an excerpt. Are you okay? said Harry urgently. My penis, said Ron. Look at my penis. It had snapped almost in two. The tip was dangling limply, held on by only a few splinters. <laughs> um, another example what did Harry reads, do to Ron? I know, right? <laughs> another example reads, But a reckless rage had come over Harry. He kicked his trunk open, pulled out his penis, and pointed it at Uncle Vernon. <laughs> Imagine Uncle Vernon's fat red face looking at Harry's dick pointing at him. <laughs> hey, hey, Uncle Vernon. Yeah. Um, see, Harry took the penis. He felt a sudden warmth in his fingers. He raised the penis above his head, brought it swishing down through the dusty air, and a stream of red and gold sparks shot from the end like a firework, throwing dancing spots of light on the walls. <laughs> So, yeah, I really want to open the books and do some of my own with this because this is pretty amazing. Is there a link to more? I think there might be. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Tumblr users are doing it. Oh, God, there's an endless list. Okay, this is what I'm doing uh, next. Gotta be. Fucking A. Um, let's see. Oh, I forgot to mention this. I had this further up in the document. So, we talked previously about uh, both loving Bernie Sanders, right? Yeah. And so I bought a couple of stickers to put on my car. Not official stickers, but ones made like by artists and then they sell them, like they, they get made as, as they're ordered, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so I had two in my purse and I was carrying them around for like two months and I kept not getting around to putting one on my car. And I finally put one on my car on a Tuesday. And then Greg drove the car to the airport on Wednesday, came back on Friday, and someone had peeled the sticker off. <gasps> Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. What? I've never had that happen to me. It's like, was this a fucking Republican? Was this 
a Hillary Who supporter? Else could it be? I don't know. I think it could be a threatened Hillary supporter too. I think that's very possible. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. But it kind of made me glad. Like, fuck yeah, you're feeling threatened by Bernie Sanders, man who speaks yeah, the seriously. truth. Yeah. So that happened. That was wrong. But I have bought two stickers, so I need to put the other sticker on there. The the one I I put up there had like sort of a, a, a sort of a. a a drawing of him and it said give him hell Bernie and then <laughs> the other one has um, it says uh, it just says join the revolution and then something else about Bernie so yeah but I can't believe that happened so <sighs> someone at the I airport. can't believe it I just wish they could have gotten caught David said he was in high school with one of his friends from church and their mom was like super Republican obnoxious and he uh-huh. said she got out of the car and started scraping a, a pro-abortion sticker off of another car <gasps> so scraping it off and she got caught and this woman was like were you scraping the sticker off my car and the lady goes no <laughs> and then said I can't believe you would ask me that <laughs> oh. God have the balls to stick up for that I mean I isn't know. God on her side I mean she should be like yes <laughs> God is on your side. Who should you fear? Yeah, yeah. No, she's just afraid of this lady. Maybe someone whose property you were defacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. (sighs) Well, I guess we're almost to the end, but I have a few cakes to share. Um, So again, listeners, new listeners, cakes are ridiculous thoughts that you have for just a moment, just to summarize quickly. So it makes logical sense in the moment, but doesn't actually make sense. So um, so the other day I was leaving a 7-Eleven and uh, one door, and the doors are labeled push and pull, but you know, it's like a double door. So one has push and pull in English and the other one has push and pull in Spanish. And I was closest <laughs> to the Spanish door and I thought I should go and use the English door. <laughs> <laughs> like oh like this door wasn't for me or something <laughs> so that was a good one like segregation pretty... yeah 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 yeah. so I, th- I think I felt more like it was like an understanding thing like it just wasn't like I w- it's not that I wasn't allowed yeah. I felt like oh, oh this is for those the other people that speak this yeah um <laughs> Uh, and so this uh, predates my, my Bernie Sanders sticker. So as I said, I had them in my purse for two months. And then um, and then I think I went to go put it on my car one time and I couldn't find it. And I thought, where did I put it? And then I thought I should email the company I bought them from and ask them. Because... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the greatest one ever. I know, I know, right? Promotional email from them in my like I'd seen it that day, so they're in my mind, they're in my consciousness, is being in my email. So I'm like, I should email them. Ask them Could you please email them anyway? Yeah, see if they a, respond. I received a sticker about two months ago and put it in my person. Now I can't find it. Do you still have tracking on that? <laughs> tracking on that? I'm, I can't track it. It's not showing up. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah. It's not saying if it's in my house, if it's in my old purse. Like, where is I it? I bet you could get a refund out of this, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, in all seriousness. <laughs> want one now. They got stolen. Did you ever find them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was no, it the one that yeah. got peeled off? Yeah, it's the one that got peeled off. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, then, I have a question. Oh, oh yeah, go so ahead. Do you have, do you have want, more cakes? I have one more cake, so... Okay, yeah. I want to hear the cake. Okay, okay. So the, um... 
the other <laughs> the uh, other cake was that uh, Quincy's favorite toy is this little monkey mini blankie thing called Douglas. Um, so anyway, Douglas. I was, Douglas. I was feeding him a peanut butter on bread and um, and pretending to feed Douglas uh, the peanut butter. And then I thought, oh, I don't even know if he has a peanut allergy. <laughs> Really great cakes. <laughs> also, a sign of maybe Douglas's really, really. Parents might be very upset if he goes in the anaphylactic shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say if Douglas was? I'm sorry, is Douglas a blanket? Yeah, he's a blanket with <laughs> a head. Okay, okay. <laughs> it just makes it, that's what I was picturing. It just makes it funnier for some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only like about a ten inch by ten inch little snuggly thing a with, a, with a head. With a head. <laughs> And a tail. <laughs> I'll have to take a picture of Douglas. <laughs> I really want to see Douglas now. It's very cute. Anyways, what was your question? Um, okay, so I you mentioned today that you were at Blur the other night. Oh, yes, yes. And I, I totally love Blur. So that must have been a really fun show. It I really was like was. following it on social media and people were like, Fred Armisen just came out to do Park Life and I'm like, fuck, because <laughs> I feel like that motherfucker shows up at every show. Oh, yeah. not every show. So many shows I see. They're like, ooh, Fred Armisen came on to play with, yeah. you know, Bob Mould or like, uh, he's, yeah. he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He's like Dave so, Grohl. He's like Dave yes, Grohl. Yes, yes. He is the Dave, he is Dave Grohl. Yes, yeah, yeah. The Dave Grohl like, comedy. He is Dave Grohl. He is Fred Armisen again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally they're interchangeable. Like yeah. Definitely. So I don't, I didn't know who else felt that way, but I just had to get it out. Yeah, <laughs> I was not, I was I not into it. I was it. just like, oh, oh well. He did kind of, the, he changed the lyrics though that they were so they were about living in LA, something about going on. I couldn't make them out properly though. So, um, yeah, but he sang like the verse parts. Um, but then he was singing along on the chorus with Damon, and I'm like, don't sing the chorus, Mm-mm. leave it to Damon, please. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, so yeah, but the the show was good. We um, so I just bought a shit ticket because like I, I saw I didn't even realize it had gone on sale. I didn't even know they were coming. And I, was, I, and I saw it on Facebook. So I was like, oh shit, I should go to that. And the tickets were expensive. And I was like, oh, I'll wait till like you know just before. And they're like 30, 40 bucks, you know. And then Greg it came up on Gold Star, um, which has like half price tickets and stuff. So we found like middle of the Hollywood Bowl, which is pretty bad because it's so big. I was like, forty bucks, it's fine. And I got this cheap ticket. Anyway. And then I saw the people were going, but nobody, we'd all bought separate tickets. And then Tasha messaged me and she was like, oh, you want to like catch up before we can go to hang out before the show and then go find our own seats. And I was like, sure. And then she came over here. We had some drinks. And then turns out the tickets were being blown out completely. Like they couldn't get rid of those really? fucking tickets. So, Are you serious? Yeah. And all the scalpers were, Weird. all the scalpers were like totally ditching them on StubHub and stuff. And she'd heard Whoa. they were like $40 tickets. Like in the, she'd, she'd spent $180 on like a, a box seat, a garden box seat. Which is just behind the very, very front pit section, like the where I was for Barry Gibb when I had front row. She was in the section just behind that, you know, and paid 180 bucks for it. And so anyway, so we, we found a scalper on our way in, and I already had my ticket, so I didn't care. And he said, and he had a box, and he was like, yeah, yeah, um, it's, uh, he wanted like, uh, I think it was 
155 so he wanted half price. I said, oh, no, no, they're going online for like 40 bucks. He's like, all right, how about 50? I'm like, okay. Turns out it was like the front row of the section behind the very front small pit Whoa. area. And then luckily, and then they were all seats, but the people in her box just let, let both of us in. So like we had like this amazing view for like 50, and we split it because so, she wanted me to be with her. And I was like, and I get to enjoy it. So yeah, so we split it and had like, and Damon came right in front of us when Tasha went to get a beer and she was so sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like right in front. Like if he'd reached, I would have been a, one of the people that could have touched his hand. Oh. Yeah, he just reached the people next to me. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so it was really fun. I'm not the biggest Blur fan. I only knew like eight songs. They did play my favorite song, which is uh, Charmless Man. And then Tasha's like, I don't know anyone who really, that's their favorite song. And I'm like, really? Because like to me, like, I think it's so great. Oh. I think I'll close with it today. Yes. Yeah, make a little closing song. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Do you like it? I do. I love that song. Yeah, and they didn't play it. It was retarded. Oh. Hmm. Anyway. Hmm. Cool. Well, this got to 58 minutes. I didn't think we were going to get there. We just kind of blew our loads in the first 25, uh, but we kept it good. I'm glad. We're turning into the grapes of red. Oh, my God. <laughs> not quite. We're going to cut this off just over an hour and five minutes. Okay. Let's quick, quick, quick. Let's not make this grapes of red. Okay. Okay. Um <laughs> god anything but that anything but that anything but that um well thank you all for listening and hopefully we'll be able to keep up the pace for you thank you to our kind donors who haven't withdrawn their support through this uh these lean times of episodes but hopefully (laughs) i'll step it up because i'm just not so tired all the time and um please visit uh dongtini.com for any bonus material we've talked about on this episode and also to click through our amazon link so we get a kickback and uh, that should do it for this time so until next time bye stephanie bye simone bye i met him in a crowded room where people go to drink away their gloom Sat me down and so began The story of a charmless man